This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. Radio TFI. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. John Shula, I On Radio TFI. Miami has a dolphin, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking to Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a payphone. Call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to Hi, this is John Shannon. Sorry I can't join you guys today. We're celebrating Granny Annie's 54th birthday today. Matter of fact, you could do me a big favor if you catch this and send her a happy birthday tweet. Send it at Miss, excuse me, Mrs. Annie Shannon on the Twitter. I do want to acknowledge real quick the passing of uh, uh, former Dolphins and, by the way, Baltimore Colts uh, coach. Don Shula. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure my uh, illustrious co-host is shedding a small tear over uh, Shula and his passing. I myself, not so much. Don Shula broke my heart when I was but a wee lad. As I sat and watched the longest game in NFL history went two overtimes and Premium kicked a field goal to end it in the second overtime and in doing so he broke a young boy's heart who was a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan at the time but I'll let bygones be the bygones so, rest in peace, Don Shula. He was, I didn't see exactly how old he was. I think he was 91 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Ed will correct me if I'm wrong. So, enjoy the day, enjoy the show. And I will be back at the uh, Northern Command Studio tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So until then, this is John Shannon, and I got the money. And good evening, kids and kittens. It's your old Uncle Ed here at Radio TFI. You found the Taxi Stand Hour Quarantine Edition coming to you live, live, live from beautiful Queens, New York, high atop the Radio TFI Broadcast Center, 
we're, tonight we're broadcasting from the 347th floor. That's right, 347 floors. Coincidentally, it matches the number of wins by one Coach Don Shula. As uh, John was, actually, he was wrong. Coach Shula was 90 years old t- today uh, when he passed. Uh, we're going to talk about him a little bit more as uh, as we go on here. That was, of course, John Shannon. Uh, he sent a little recorded message there uh if if you can get on the twitter say happy birthday to old granny annie i shouldn't say old granny annie oh she's gonna kill me for that one i didn't mean that annie not at all not at all but we're back live after a week off the air uh the station was running we couldn't get on on live we had some as always what started out to seem like massive technical issues (sighs) turned out to be just a misplaced password a misformatted password. We we were going to switch to a different service with the same hosting company. That turned out to not work out nearly as well as I had hoped. That's why we went off the air. That's why we didn't perform live Saturday. We were ready to be on live, and we couldn't we couldn't broadcast. Same thing happened to us last uh, Tuesday night, I believe it was. Uh, we just couldn't broadcast, and it turned out it took me a week to figure it out. The the password got got screwed up. So anyway, here we are. It's uh, it's a big night again. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Coach Shula because the Dolphins are my team. Uh, of course, Coach Shula retired 25 years ago, 1995. Um, still a big presence, a big presence around the around South Florida and of course the Dolphins organization. Uh, we'll get to that momentarily. We got a little piece of audio we're going to play regarding Coach Shula. Uh, again, we trust you're doing well. We trust you're keeping safe. I don't know if you're out there uh, screaming for your freedom. I believe you may. I understand. What are we? We're in week eight, day 512 or something like that. And I'm not going to lie to you, kids and kittens. Your old Uncle Ed's getting a little. And a little antsy here. You got a little antsy. Uh, but, you know, I'm doing my best. We're all, we got to do what we got to do. I understand the folks that are out there, you know, hooping and hollering. Although, quite frankly, I don't understand what AK-47s and uh, SWAT stickers have to do with anything. But, you know, uh, there was the one fellow, his idea of wearing a mask, there was a town out in California, Santee, I believe it's called, uh, he went into the supermarket wearing his KKK hood. He was eventually asked to remove it, but I, I Trump's America. The today is also Star Wars Day. We're gonna it's May the Fourth. We're gonna talk about that. That was going to be the lead tonight. Obviously, that changed a little bit. Uh, well, not the lead, but we were gonna talk about it some. So before we go any further, uh, the. The Dolphins put out a nice little memorial uh, encapsulating uh, Coach Shula's career with the Dolphins. And I'd like to play that for you folks now, if you will indulge me. In 1970, South Florida sports changed forever. After seven years with the Baltimore Colts, Don Shula moved south to become head coach of the Miami Dolphins, and the era of excellence began. Under Shula, practices were brutal, and winning was expected. Let's get something out of the drill. Everything we do is for a reason. 
In only his second season as Miami's head coach, Shula led the Dolphins to the Super Bowl. But after the disappointing finish in 1971, the Dolphins had one goal, winning the Vince Lombardi Trophy. I don't know how many fellows in that 72 team remember this, but at one of the very first meetings that Shula had, we all came back together in 72. He said our objective this year is to go undefeated. Don Shula led the Miami Dolphins to perfection. 17 wins, zero losses, and one Super Bowl trophy, solidifying the greatest season in professional sports history. This is the Vince Lombardi Trophy for the winner of the Super Bowl. The following season was very much the same as the Dolphins dominated the National Football League, repeating as Super Bowl champions. Whether he coached a running team, a passing team, or a defensive team, they were all Shula teams. He was the combination of everything you're looking for in leadership. He is a measure above normal men. In 1985, the Chicago Bears threatened the lone perfect title. In front of a sold-out Orange Bowl and record-setting TV audience, Shula's Dolphins secured the 72 legacy. This was just one of many victories on his way to breaking George Halla's career-winning record in 1993. From 1970 through Shula's retirement in 1995, the Dolphins posted the best winning percentage of any team in professional sports. This four-time NFL Coach of the Year led eight Hall of Fame players on his way to earning an NFL record 347 wins, topped off by two Super Bowl titles. Shula's winning edge was capped off as his two sons inducted his legacy in Canton, Ohio. I can't tell you how much of a proud father I am. For generations to come, Miami Dolphins fans will attend games and cheer on their team at 347 Don Shula Drive. Hey, enjoy this moment, Dolphin fans. There will never be another Don Shula. When I moved to South Florida in 1984, I, I hadn't been there long, and I got up one morning, and I was listening to the uh, to the radio, getting dressed for the little job I had. And on came the traffic report. Now, I lived in Broward County, but of course you would get the traffic report for Miami and Broward. Dade County at the time. I couldn't believe what I heard. The One of the highways in Dade County was the Don Shula Expressway. Still there. Still named the Don Shula Expressway. It was named after him when he was still an active coach. And uh, I just found that, to this day, I find that one of the most amazing, amazing things. You, you talk about the... Uh, the impression the man left on an area. And again, this is going back 30 some odd years. Uh, this was 10, 12, 12 years after the perfect season. Uh, speaking of the perfect season, the, the, in that piece, they referenced the, the game in 1985 against the Chicago Bears. It was a Monday night game. Oh, I, I remember watching that game. And I was a newly minted doll fan. Newly minted. I, uh, 
I had never been much, uh, you know, I was a casual watcher of football, uh, but I really, I really took a shine to the, to the Dolphins, but I watched the game with a friend of mine who was from Chicago, big, huge Bears fan. He had tried to get tickets for the game, but he couldn't. So, so we watched it together. And I got to say, the Dolphins weren't having the greatest year that year. Not, not at all. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But boy, did they come to play that night. And, and if you're familiar with the game at all, you, you know they just, the Dolphins just punched way above their weight that night. Uh, the, the Bears were the team to beat. They're, they rightfully deserve to be champions that year. But boy, oh boy, every, every, I believe, if not all, just about every surviving member of the 72 Dolphins was at the old Orange Bowl that night. And uh, once that game was over, they popped those corks. Uh, that was a tradition. Uh, once the last team uh, lost for the season, the, the remaining players would, you know, they'd have a little toast, uh, pop champagne, etc. Of course, not as many of those guys are around anymore. Uh, but yeah, but there was Coach Shula through all that. That was that was his team. And uh, all we can say at this point is, is rest well, Coach. Rest well. Uh, you did us proud. Your family's proud. Shula is a name that that will live forever in the annals of the National Football League. So, ah, football. It's good to talk about football, no matter, not so much this, but again, the coach was 90 years old. His health had been failing for the for the past little while. So, I'm I'm happy he's resting in peace. So, so let's move on now. Let's. Uh, John was, uh, like I said, John John is off celebrating uh, with his lovely, lovely wife, Annie. Uh, it's her birthday tonight, 29 years old. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And a very, very happy birthday to uh, Annie. A very happy birthday to my brother, Ray, who celebrated a birthday yesterday. Again, we weren't live on Saturday. We recorded. Uh, the show is up. Anyway, if you want to join join me tonight, I'm here by myself in 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, at Taxi Stand Hour on the Twitter, and of course, as always, you may call collect from a payphone. Uh, John asked me to play a little something tonight uh, from President George W. Bush, uh, something that's been making its way around today. Uh I listened to it. I've listened to it a couple times, especially uh, as I recorded it, and, uh, and and I think I think it's something we can all hear. I don't think we can hear it too often. So if you've heard it, uh, please indulge me. I want to play it. Uh, I, I just think it needs to be played. This is a challenging and solemn time in the life of our nation and world. A remorseless, invisible enemy threatens the elderly and vulnerable among us, a disease that can quickly take breath in life. Medical professionals are risking their own health for the health of others, and we're deeply grateful. Officials at every level are setting out the requirements of public health that protect us all, and we all need to do our part. The disease also threatens broader damage harm to our sense of safety, security, and community. The larger challenge we share is to confront an outbreak of fear and loneliness, 
And it is frustrating that many of the normal tools of compassion, a hug, a touch, can bring the opposite of the good we intend. In this case, we serve our neighbor by separating from them. We cannot allow physical separation to become emotional isolation. This requires us to be not only compassionate, but creative in our outreach. And people across the nation are using the tools of technology in the cause of solidarity. In this time of testing, we need to remember a few things. First, let us remember we have faced times of testing before. Following 9-11, I saw a great nation rise as one to honor the brave, to grieve with the grieving, and to embrace unavoidable new duties. And I have no doubt, none at all, that this spirit of service and sacrifice is alive and well in America. Second, let us remember that empathy and simple kindness are essential, powerful tools of national recovery. Even at an appropriate social distance, we can find ways to be present in the lives of others, to ease their anxiety and share their burdens. Third, let's remember that the suffering we experience as a nation does not fall evenly. In the days to come, it will be especially important to care in practical ways for the elderly, the ill, and the unemployed. Finally, let us remember how small our differences are in the face of this shared threat. In the final analysis, we are not partisan combatants. We are human beings, equally vulnerable and equally wonderful in the sight of God. We rise or fall together, and we are determined to rise. God bless you all. President George W. Bush, uh, good words. It's uh, it's home, it's home. And again, we we trust you're doing well tonight. Uh, if uh, again, if you anything you'd like to talk about, give us a holler here. You've got the number. You can go to the website. Uh, if you're not already on the website, radiotfi.com. We uh, we'd love to hear from you. Love to have a chat with you about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. So, so again, it's been a, it's been a interesting week for me. I, I, I've, I'm just starting to really, really, really want to go back to work so much to the point I got, I got a, a, a text message from an outfit called Mile, M-Y-L-E. I had, uh, signed up with them or, or started to when I was driving a taxi last year and now I was getting text messages well we need people uh, to drive uh, healthcare workers uh, overnights Tuesday seven days a week starting Tuesday starting I guess tonight after midnight or tomorrow and it said earn earn up to four hundred dollars well, I went through the whole process. I downloaded the app. I, I applied. And then I uh, something kept sticking in my head. Earn up to $400. I'm like, you know, I'm, I, I, I've got enough on the unemployment to pay my bills. And, and we're okay with that. We're, we're, we're okay financially. But again, I was looking to get out of the house. And I gave them a call because they... Uh, once I was finished, it said, come to our office in Brooklyn, bring your documents for your vehicle. 
So I thought, let me give them a call and find out exactly what's going on. Well, it turns out, I mean, I've got my my hack license, my TLC license. But then they, oh, well, you need a TLC registered vehicle. I said, oh, well, in that case, count me out. You know, I'm, uh, oh, but we can rent you one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because I was already the up to $400. You know, I it, I missed it the first time. But it, it started to sink in my head. Oh, no, no, not this up to stuff. Which which means no. As much as I'd love to get out of the house, and but like I said, they offered to rent me a vehicle, and I thought to myself, I didn't even have to think about it. Why am I going to spend three four hundred dollars a week to rent a vehicle? Um, and and who knows how much is actually going to be available out there, money wise. And as much as I'd like to be out there and helping on the front lines, uh, it's the same thing TLC keeps sending me emails and texts. I don't stop them. I just, but they're offering drivers, uh, TLC drivers with TLC vehicles. Actually, I forget if that's with TLC vehicles. And it's $53 per route. It's $40 for the route plus $13 in expenses. But I don't know, the best I can find out is that each route encompasses six drop-offs and this is food delivery and i thought well you know that might not be but but again now you're getting back to you know the more i thought about it the more i thought yes i'm going a little bonkers here and i need a little time i need to find a reason to get out of get out of the house but there's also plenty of people out there who haven't got a penny coming in or very little so i i just assume leave it leave it to them again i i'm fortunate that financially i'm i'm holding steady i don't have to i don't have to go out and do anything right now i'm good for a while so uh if i with the mile thing if i could have used my own vehicle i might have gone out just to test the water one or two days just to see if it was worth it but again it's it's another app and uh, supposedly it's run by former New York City cab drivers, but let's face it, we've all been burned by these apps before, and and I, I'm I'm just not I'm just not up to it myself. But seven five four eight hundred chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. Give us a jingle. We'll talk. We'll chat. Well, whatever it is you'd like to go on about. I don't have. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of the news lately. Oh, what I did do over the weekend. Let me talk about this. I wanted to go over this with John tonight. Now, I'm one of those people. I don't watch horse racing a lot at all, to be quite honest. I've been to the tracks and I've 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 uh, lost a dollar, I've I've won a dollar here and there, but nothing nothing spectacular. But every year I do watch the derby. I just, you know, I like it. You know, it's a 14-hour pre-show for a 2-minute race. <laughs> <laughs> so they replayed this weekend NBC replayed the 2015 Derby that was when uh, oh I can't think of the horse uh, American Pharaoh American Pharaoh won but what really interested me was the computer simulated race between the 13 triple crown winners it's like a video game I guess they put whatever algorithms and 
historical data and whatnot. And this was what I wanted to see. Uh, and it looked really good. I mean, you knew you knew this wasn't real, but it looked really good. And at the end of the race, there was Secretariat, Big Red, standing atop the other, just by a half a length. It didn't, didn't run away with it. You know, he was up against 12 other Triple Crown winners, so not the usual nags that he was running against. Uh, so, I mean, that was interesting. I'm sure it's online. You can find it. Uh, what was it called? Race of Champions or, or some something like that. You It shouldn't be too difficult to find online. Uh, so, yeah, that was, that was uh, oh, let me see. What did I do Saturday? Saturday, I was actually out of the house for about an hour. I... I had some errands to run. Uh, actually, I had run out of cash. I'm not really sure how I ran out of cash, but I did. So I, you know, manufactured a reason to go to my bank, which is about 10 blocks from here. I actually took the bus. I didn't feel like walking that far. Beautiful day. It was a gorgeous day here in the Northeast on Saturday. And I, so I was, I waited for the bus and I had to wait about five minutes. And the bus pulls up. I go to get on in on the front door, and the driver waves me to the back. I get on the bus. I get on through the back door, and they've got the bus blocked off from about the first row of seats, the disabled area. So about, I don't know, eight feet behind the driver is blocked off. You can't get any closer than that. But the rides are free now, apparently. So I found that very interesting. Uh, big si signs all over saying you shouldn't be riding this bus unless it's essential. You gotta, you know, I did my little six block ride and seven block ride, did what I had to do. Uh, and went to the little grocery shopping and, uh, hang on kids. Cause we got a call coming in from old Mike King. Oh, Ed. Mike King. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm healthy. I drank my Clorox. Good, good. You're on the air, son. You're on the air. Okay, so uh, everybody go get your Clorox. Uh, Mr. Clean might do, and uh, you'll stay healthy like me. Yeah, Clorox with a window chaser, with a with a Windex chaser. Sounds good to me. You mix it with Jack Daniels, and you'll have you know well, called the health food drink. Well, there you go. There you go. How are how are you today, young man? Bored, bored. I stayed in the house all day, and uh, I have all these people calling me up, giving me headaches. And I don't understand what's wrong with the world anymore. Nobody has anything to do, so maybe you think they would stop and think. They don't even do that. Uh, what what are they? What should they be thinking about, Mike? Uh, how not to screw up other people's lives? Oh well, that's that's the whole point of living now, isn't it? <laughs> Some people, yeah, I think if so. I, if I could, if, look, there's plenty of people out there. If they can't screw was, with other people, there's really no reason for them to stick no, around. No, we're screwed anyway to begin with. Leave us alone. I'm grounded, you know? <laughs> you never thought at this age you'd be grounded again, did you? <laughs> no, no. You can't go out of the house. This is my mother and my father now. It's, yeah. You know, it's the government. I mean... Yeah. And it's for the, you know, the head homage, the, what is that, famous ignoramus or whatever? Well, he wants to open up everything up so everybody can buy. 
Well, it's, it's interesting. Just before you called, I was talking about my day Saturday. Uh, I took a bus. I wasn't going terribly far, but they're not collecting any fares. You get in through the back door, and they've got it blocked off about eight feet behind the driver. About the first third of the buses, you can't go up there. And uh, and just after I was done running my errands where I was, I rented one of the Revel scooters that are prevalent around here. It's a nice little electric scooter. I can take uh, this way. I can take the groceries over. I got home and I thought, you know what? I'm going to just stay out and get a little fresh air for. It was beautiful here, beautiful here on Saturday. So I took the scooter and I just drove around the area for about 45 minutes. Excuse me, and and it was just nice to be out of the house for a while. Yeah, and that's what I do for. I go for a ride and look for something to do. Yeah, uh, there's nobody out. I saw one cab in the last three weeks. Yeah, one taxi, and if I would, I wouldn't drive a taxi now. No, I certainly wouldn't go on the bus. I mean, that's real dangerous stuff. Well, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you got your mask and your and your gloves, you you'll probably be okay. But you know, I I I agree with you. I don't I don't disagree. By the way, uh, I imagine all the news stations and papers were uh, down there were filled with the news of Coach Shula passing away. I don't know. I haven't been watching the news. Okay, Don Shula died this morning. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. I was yep. over. I was fighting with uh, AIG. I was- investment firm and I was arguing with my broker so this is how I spent the day and what were and you I arguing thought, about Mike you try, trying to uh, trying to manage those billions of dollars that you have in the big Mike King fortune uh, there was uh, I put money into um, you know something for my retirement oh, wait, wait a minute you mean you're not in your retirement right now yes and I'm collecting off this investment <laughs> And they made a mistake. And last week, I had the broker, because my broker retired. I have a new broker, which is neither here nor there. And I said, where's the money? You know, I'm supposed to get the money this month. And I called, well, anyway, this prompted AIG to figure out they made a mistake on me in 2013. You mean 2013? Yes. Yeah, 2013 is not a thing. That's not a thing. Okay. Anyhow, so they tried to circumvent the broker Uh by calling me direct. Because, of course, I don't know as much as the broker. So anyway, I talked, spoke to them and everything, and I called the broker. I'm like, what's going on? And he tells me, well, I was doing my homework with this and everything. And I I said, meanwhile, I'm on the phone with them. Why didn't you call me up when you got the assignment? So this is, this is how I spent my day. I didn't even put on the TV. Hmm. And then my friend Mel came in. He bought me a couple of hamburgers, so I was happy. Well, that's nice. And that was it. That's nice. Yeah, no, everybody brings me food. I bring food. But don't these, cards with the neighbors. don't these companies realize that you've got nothing but time in your hands? You had nothing but time in your hands before the, the COVID-19. <laughs> yes, this is true. Because, you know, if I wasn't sick, I'd be working. I understand, uh, but, I, but I'm but saying, but have, but in other words, you liar. You've got all day to sit on the phone with these people. They don't have all day to mess with you, but you've got all day 
to mess with. You yeah. know, you just gave me an idea. I if, did. If, they're gonna make my, if, they, if they make my life miserable, I can make theirs a lot more miserable because they'll never get anything done. I'll be at the end of the phone. Well, like I said, they, they have to work. They have to work. Right? I could call them up and tie them on the, up on the phone all day. And something to think about. Something to think right. about. But you and, and if that doesn't work, I'm going to put Sam on. Oh, my goodness. For those of you. <laughs> and remember, I've got, we're talking to a, night, a slightly different crowd probably here at night who don't know Sam. Sam hasn't been on the show for quite some time. Sam is. I uh, had a, I had but, a talk with him about that. You want to you wanted to describe Sam to the listeners? Sam is a really nice person. Uh-huh. He's an Indian-American. Uh, very, they'll give you anything and all this stuff. Uh, but uh, he's um, right-wing, gambler, drunk, something out of a wild west, actually. He, he's, and, a right, he's a right-wing <laughs> Republican, whiskey-swilling, <laughs> Indian American, who's who's a citizen? He's got a citizen. Who thinks he's a cowboy? Who thinks he's a cowboy? And and you 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 if you laid eyes on him and watched this whole act, you just wouldn't believe it. We love you, Sam. We really do. That being said, I have him call you. Maybe you missed. No, no, you no, no, you won't. Sam, <laughs> Sam's no longer permitted to call the show. That's uh, the light. Oh, and he has an opinion on everything. That's okay. Having an opinion is fine. Uh, that's what this show is about. Having an opinion. Drunk, but, yeah, but it, it isn't about drunken opinions, is it? That, that is correct. That is uh, <laughs> the last time Sam, Sam was on these airwaves. It was my final broadcast out of Fort Lauderdale, and uh, it didn't go well. Didn't no. go well at all. <laughs> no, no, and no. I blame you for that, too. I hold you partially responsible for that, but. Yeah, I, I I got caught in the middle of it, and you brought him, him and I couldn't refuse him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, where are we moving to? Where, what New you, York. I'm tired of Florida. Where are we going? What do you want to talk about, Mike? Uh, sex. Go go after yourself. <laughs> if I could, I would. I mean, this is something I haven't done in a long time. Look, if you want to talk about sex, I'll say this. COVID-19 is really screwing me over. There. <laughs> How's that? Well, AIG did it for me today. There you go. Well, see. See, but the, the trick <laughs> yeah, is you got to get know, that you got to get that reach when around. I, when, I, when I get screwed, or when I'm having sex, I like the climax. You don't with this garbage because it don't go away. It sticks to you, you know? See, I, see I'd be happy with Cinemax. Climax, Cinemax, you know. Well, you want to do it for Cinemax? Okay. I don't need a Climax, but I do need Cinemax. Okay, you can have Cinemax, man. You've got to get the thing and broadcast it. Meanwhile, moving on. <laughs> moving you, on. Maybe you could do it on Skype. No, 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 no. Skype we use for other <laughs> things. Don't... Uh... Uh, okay, so you could do it on Facebook. I right? let's, let's, you, you, you won't get any diseases doing it that way. But sure, I could get a computer virus. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting better than me. 
I've always been better than you, my friend. You just... No, 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 no. But that that was good. I got to hand it to you. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Seven five four eight. Hang on, Mike. Stand by a second. Seven five four eight hundred chat. Seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If Mike King can manage the call, you can. <laughs> Call in. Today's a good day. Today's right, a now, good listen, day. What's the cure for computer viruses now? I don't know. What do you think uh, of? Uh, same same thing as everything else. So shot Simonize, of man. A shot of Clorox and, uh, you know. No, you simonize your computer. Simonize, simonize my computer? <laughs> yeah, you know, make it all shiny and new and that should get rid of your computer virus. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I don't know. You think pledge will work? I'll pledge to anything you got, Mike. Whatever it is. <laughs> what, whatever it is you got, I'm there, pally boy. I'm I got there. Clorox pills. I have tablets. Do you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think it was John who sent it to me, a picture of a... Clorox tablets, you know, like in a can, and yeah, you know, yeah, like a aspirin bottle. Yeah, I think I think the you know they invented the Trump University or something. And, uh, you know. <laughs> Their pharmacy. Uh, yeah, of college. course, it's made in China. You know, where else would it be made? I mean, come on, let's uh, let's not be silly here. I'm not being silly. Everything the Trumps ever made was in China. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what is Ivanka? He has, she had the shoes in China. And the, uh, what do you call it? He made the shirts in China, Trump shirts. Trump oh, yeah. Vodka yeah. He made in China. Oh, right. Whatever he was selling, he made in China. Even his university, they, people, it was like Chinese stuff. Because he spoke Chinese because nobody understands or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, go buy land in China, and it's invest in real estate. Yeah, that's what he did. You know, for the use. Who do you want from me? Uh, the guys, are, I'm tired of it. You know, I'm tired of staying in the house. And I, I think I leave the TV off so I don't have to hear him. I can't stand his voice. Well, the the beauty of it is he's not doing the daily things anymore. That's all That's all over with. Uh, no more tweeting? No, I didn't say no. Oh, I would love that he stopped tweeting, but no. No, but he's not doing the daily briefings anymore. Yeah, May LaGuardia, uh, he's, he ain't. Huh? Who? Remember oh, May yeah. LaGuardia? Yeah, yeah. There was not... a mayor in New York. I, May... I, it was before I... I was born. I mean, you Fiorello know. LaGuardia. Yes, and he would get on the radio and talk to people during yes. World War Two and yeah. more. And the Franklin D. Roosevelt did that also. Right, and, uh, and they also no, named I... an air... they named an airport after him. Yeah, LaGuardia Airport. That's yeah, how right. about that? How about that? And they named an island after Roosevelt, Roosevelt Island. You sure was that? Which Roosevelt? The, the, I don't know which one. <laughs> there's Roosevelt, New Jersey, and there's also Roosevelt, Long Island. Yeah, it doesn't mean they would name... island between Manhattan and Queens, so there's a lot of Roosevelt. So yeah. they must have named it after the both of them at some point. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's... You know, there's there's Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah, they couldn't name it after her. 
<laughs> so, so let's give them one each. Roosevelt Island could be Franklin D, and Roosevelt Long Island could be Eleanor, and Roosevelt New Jersey could be um, Teddy. So everybody gets a fair Roosevelt. How's that? Well, let's just see. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Roosevelt Island, blah, blah, blah. It used to be called Manahanock. Uh, and Blackwell's Island. It was known as Welfare Island, as it was used principally for hospitals from 1921 to 1973. It was renamed Roosevelt Island after Franklin D. Roosevelt in 1973. Okay, so you got it. Now... It, there used to be a psych ward on there, right? Or yeah. Something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They really should name it after Trump. After who? They really should name it Trump Island if there was a psycho ward there. <laughs> well, that's, you could, you could uh, say the same for Bellevue Hospital. Bellevue, I don't know who it's named after, you know. But you don't, yeah. yeah, no, but Bellevue is known for its psych ward. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, really cool. Yeah, and what was that other one out in Brentwood, Long Island? I have no earthly idea, Michael. None whatsoever. Yeah. Creedmoor, that's the one. Creedmoor, they could name it for Trump. That's the one out in Queens. He's from around there in Queens. Believe me, they'll be, they'll be naming prison cells after him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, the good Rikers Island. <laughs> so ha have you been down towards the beach in Lauderdale in the last uh, week or so? Not last week, but I was taking rides and I rode down the beach and what did you there. did you oh, see people oh, on the beach? No. Okay. It was late at night, but usually you oh. saw people on the beach late at night. So. Yeah. But uh. But not yeah, crowds. Nobody out. But not Vegas crowds. Vegas is still out. Okay. You know, the people in the middle of the street. You know. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll work. You know, work. We'll work for food, and they're, they're out there. Hey, they got to eat too. Uh, they all have masks on, too. <laughs> yeah. Look, they're getting yeah. them from they're getting them from the hospitals and the homeless shelters, and you know, probably the cops are handing them out, et cetera, et cetera. I, I mean, every, this it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're a homeless dude or a billionaire. This 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 virus doesn't discriminate. It goes after everybody. So that idiot tense when in the hospital without a mask. Yes, uh, he somewhat apologized for it last night, but uh, that doesn't work. I understand. I'm with you. I'm with you. That uh, that just what, showed. You would have caught the virus in the hospital and spread it to everybody. No apologies. No apologies don't work when it comes to things like that. They, I, I'm very strange about apologies because. A lot of times somebody would do a lot of damage and they'll apologize. It just doesn't work at that point. Unless you could undo the damage. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I, I am with you all the way there, Pally Boy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you really, you know, screwed everything up, messed up my life, and you're saying you're sorry. But you're walking away with whatever you needed to walk away with, you know, uh, screwing me up or, you know... It, 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 apology, I don't know. A lot of them are Well, you you know the old the old saying: it's easier to apologize than to ask for permission. I don't know about all that. Oh, that's how some I people. Really that's how some people yeah. operate. 
I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's I true, but that's that's how they go by. And look, at first Pence said, well, I get tested every week, and that's fine. But just because you got tested at noon doesn't mean you can't pick up that disease at 1 o'clock. It doesn't make mm-hmm. you invincible to it. It just means you didn't have it at the moment that they tested you. And you're right. And if he did pick it up, he could be spreading it to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but, he put himself and everybody. Maybe he'll, he'll bring it to the Republicans. Yeah, but Mike, what you got to remember as well is one of the other nitwit things he said. He said, well, I wanted to be able to look these people in the eye. Like, if you if you, if you you thought that was going to be a problem, you, you missed the whole uh, concept of this mask. You know, he's thinking... I don't even know where you get that from. What? What? This is gonna. You're, you're wearing it over your eyes. Is that? What a. The guy. The guy is an idiot. You know. I mean, uh, he's smarter than Trump. I'll, I'll give him that. Then again, I had a dog. And I was gonna say. I've, this country better than Trump. I've got shoes that are smarter well, than Trump. <laughs> Old dirty ones with dog stuff on it, right? <laughs> yeah, the stuff you don't clean off. <laughs> Don't forget to wipe your feet before you go in the White House, man. Of course. It would be rude otherwise. <laughs> It'd be rude otherwise. I'm telling you. Yeah, but this is what this country came to that we're talking about our politics and our president and our vice president, and in the same breath, we're talking about bull poop. It's really sad. You dropped out. We're talking about what? The president, vice president, and... We're talking about the president and the vice president, and in the same breath, we're talking about dog poop. Well, you do what you got to do, man. <laughs> but, I mean, it's really sad where we ended up. I mean, things, things, go, things go the way they go, Mike. There's, uh, <laughs> you know, you can only hold back for so long. Only yeah, for so but, long. But really, you know, somebody should take this to the dog park, not Washington. Uh, you know, get him a poop scoop or something. I don't know. It got to stop. It will stop. And so, it will when? stop. November. Do you think so? Oh, no, actually, it, won't, so- stop. it won't stop in November. Uh, in actually, January. January, but what will be the toughest time? Will be that two months from the time he's he loses the election till he's uh, probably forcibly removed from the White House. I, I don't I seriously doubt that they couldn't remove him. Uh, Not one of those Republicans, except Romney, had the balls to say this guy. No, no, no. When I say remove him, I mean physically, like like the Secret Service says, "Time to go there, Mister Ex President." You know, I don't think he'll. No, no. I think he'll physically want to stay there. But again, they'll. Uh... I don't know. I, you know, it says twenty nine percent of the people support him, and I get on the computer, you know, and I see people I know, people like what we intelligent people. They, they defend him and they're behind him, and they, they, you know, and they blame Obama for everything. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's raining out. Obama did it, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I, I'm very scared that he'll stay in office. I'm being well, he, serious. He, he can't, something to fear. This is what I'm saying. He can't stay in office. He will be physically removed if need be because he will no longer be the president. 
if he loses. All right? right. But there's do no. You think he can't rig another election? I'm saying if he loses, when he loses in November, right. come January, that's yes, it. He has you're, to go. You're out. See ya. Right. But the first thing that has to happen is he has to lose. Well, I'm saying I, once I, he loses, once he loses. Yeah, you know, who's to say he's not going to rig it again? Mike, we're presuming he's lost, okay? Oh, yeah, presuming he's lost. Yeah, then he they has to go. They come January, he's got to go. Hang on a second, let me play something for you. Uh, okay. I, actually, it serves two purposes. Hi, this is Mike King. You want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour? Call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. Yeah, that was... That's perfect English with a perfect accent. <laughs> really? I haven't heard the speech. It's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> to the point that man is speaking the king's English. <laughs> His enunciation is... Yes, perfect. Is Absolutely perfect. Excellent. I haven't heard that in a long time. It, it, really. <laughs> the man is speaking the king's English. So would you... Uh, you want to hear it again? Yeah. Hi, this is Mike King. You want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour? Call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. I think you're touching yourself while we do that. No, it's a very inviting chat. It's like very friendly and very... It is. Come on, we're, we're regular people. Come on and talk to us. That's right. You know, we, That's right. Yeah, you know, we, we're, you know, we're speaking the King's English, the yep. stuff that comes from King's County. You know, I suckered half that. Of the world went through, half of the world passed through Brooklyn at one time or another, you know. I suckered that clown into doing that promo for free. What, for free? For free. Well, he, when you love people, you do things for free. He even supplied the background music. What's the background music? That's your Disco Lucy. Oh yeah, we we gotta do another disco show. We're gonna again. We we we'll get you all set up and and all that. Yeah. But yeah, but like uh, we, we, you know, we're not gonna play shaky booty this time. We're That's not too common. We're not. Nah. Nah, well, that's something to look forward to, stuff. kids and kittens. Once uh, we're working on the technical side of getting getting mm -hmm. Mike uh, set up with us, so that he's not actually on the phone, but you can hear him. Uh, and and then we're going to have another disco night. Uh, okay. And well, is Carol going to is Carol going to chime in? No, no, she's not going to chime in. Oh, I like her. I like her too. <laughs> but we'll play a song for her okay that's fine it's just going to be you and me and this time we're not going to be sitting across the table from each other <laughs> mm -hmm. okay we're gonna we're gonna play so we're gonna dedicate songs for everybody so we will we will we certainly will and uh kids and kittens we'll keep you posted as the one that's going to happen we'll we'll have a big announcement and we'll mm -hmm. rent we'll rent billboard space and uh, uh it'll be fantastic Mike's, you got to put my picture on it. Mike's picture will go on it. I have just the picture. You know where I want I'm telling you where I want it when you go into the Lincoln Tunnel. Oh, is that where you want it? 
Yeah, you know, before you get into the Lincoln Tunnel where all the cars go, so you're jammed up every day. So yeah. you're saying you're saying you want me to put my thing right by that big giant hole of yours, and that will make you happy. <laughs> I meant a billboard. I'm asking you to. It, 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 what I just said was that was that factually correct, sir? You should run that by Sam. Just answer the question, sir. Was it factually correct? Uh, what yeah. I'm hearing, you want me to put my thing by that big black hole to make you happy. Oh, I'm black hole. <laughs> uh, we only got a few it minutes left. It's brown sometimes, but it's not black. Easy now. Easy now. Easy now. <laughs> Let's not go crazy here. You're, if you're going to feed me the lines, I'm going to take it. We got we got a, we got about six minutes to go here, so let's not. Uh, Are you throwing me out? Huh? No, no, no. We we're going up. You know, it's a one hour show. We're, oh, we're, I thought you were doing two hours. No, no, no. At at night, uh, we we dropped it down to to one hour. We were playing a lot of music. Then we decided, well, let's just talk. We'll do an hour of talk, and we do. Uh, we keep it a little bit lighter here at night. And Saturday, we we do all the big stuff and. That's all the heavy lifting. When John's here, we'll we'll do a little bit more heavy lifting. Tomorrow night, we'll have John, a few things. John, John is cool, man. John is Definitely cool. He, is. He's off celebrating his wife's birthday tonight. Happy birthday, Mrs. Annie. Shannon. Annie is her name. And, yeah, Granny Annie. I forgot. Granny Annie. And he, uh, he, he sent a taped piece. We played that at the start of the show. Had you been listening, mm -hmm. you would know this, but... Uh, what Elvis singing "Happy Birthday"? No, no. John had a little. Anyway, it doesn't matter. If you didn't Never hear it, it, it doesn't matter. But did I ever do my Elvis joke for you? Do it. Oh God! I was going to do a show in Brooklyn, and when I was living in Jersey, and I'm going through the on the Garden State Parkway, and I get to the toll booth, and the man looks out to me and says, "Better be thirty-five cents." Sir. Uh -huh. I says, uh, Elvis, what are you doing in the toll booth? I thought you were dead. He says, I came back to give you a very important message. I says, what kind of message you came back to give me, Elvis? He says, I came back I, to tell you this. I know you're going to do the show tonight, and there's a whole lot of people there. So I says, what do you want me to tell him? He says, tell everybody not to let my son and all babysit their kids, please. Right over your head. Hello? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm... I'm waiting for the punchline. Tell everybody yeah. in the audience not to let my son-in-law babysit their kids. Oh, Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, you think this is when all this junk with Michael uh, Jackson was going on. That joke so was, that's my, that joke that's was probably, Elvis joke. Well, that was probably hilarious about 25, 30 years ago. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. Now, I mean, yeah. you can make, probably Not so make much. Michael Jackson dead jokes if you want. Well, most people forget that he was married to, uh, 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 what, the, what the hell was her name? Elvis' Lisa, daughter, Lisa, Lisa Marie. Marie. Oh, thank you. Yeah, she's well, thank a, you very much. Yeah, in the Inquirer, man, she's a mess now. She has no money and she's on drugs. Don't, please don't tell me you read the Inquirer. Please. Come on, man. They, they make it in Florida, right up here in Noxahatchee. I know where, I believe me, I know where that building is. I know exactly where that building is. <laughs> I put my mask on, I go to the supermarket, I read the headlines on the Star and uh, Inquirer. I, I don't like to wait online, so it gives me something to do. 
<sighs> Michael, Michael, you Michael. Can, you, you, get to, you get to know stuff on, in the choir. <laughs> I used to read that when I was a kid. Back in the days when they were all about aliens and all that. Uh, well, back in the day when they had all these gory murders when I was a kid. Guy got his head, you know, got beheaded and all that. Yeah, then it was yeah. good. Then they started with all these movie stars and master right. Right. And the king and the queen. And it's all nonsense. Uh, it's all nonsense. Yeah, but it sells. It does sell. No. And that's that's what saddens me, is that it does sell. That, it, the star, and the, there's a, the examiner, there's a whole bunch of them. They sell. Yeah, I'm People from, need diversions. There's diversions, then there's diversions. That's just. Yeah, like, right. Like, I'm caught in the house, right? And I'm old. Right? If I was 15, I'd be having a good time here. I would never want to go out. Oh, that's not true. If I was 15, well. Sleeping and eating. Out, so. sleep, sleeping and eating. That's that's all I need. But the inquirer, <laughs> the inquirer, and all those rags. I mean, it's all BS, and it's, it's unfortunate. But what's unfortunate is a lot of people take them as gospel truth. A lot of people voted for Trump too, and a lot of people read the inquirer. Who, by the way, the guy that owns and they're the same people. The guy that owns that that rag is a close confidant of. Uh, of the Trumpster. He doesn't give a flying, uh, you know what, about what he prints there. I know that. that. Thing, like $3 now? Or I, have, I have no idea. I have you know, no idea. The, 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 the Inquirer did uh, print the true story because my family was in the Inquirer. Really? Do tell. Yeah. Yeah, you could look it up on the, on the computer. Um, her house burnt down in Long Island, uh -huh. and the dog... And the dog went in the bathtub and was breathing out of the bathtub, uh -huh. and he saved his life. And when and her husband just died, so she was like, "Please, please, go and get the dog." And they said, "We don't go in the house and get animals." And she was startled. And they went and got. They found the dog breathing through the drain, and they wanted to know where where this dog went to fire school to know to breathe through the drain and save your life, because that's what they teach in school, in the fire school. Uh -huh. And it was on the back page of the Inquirer. I promise uh -huh. you. Uh, you could look it up on the computer, and uh, after I get off, you know, get off the phone, or I'll text you her name and put it in the computer, and the whole story will come up. Yeah, nope. okay. and uh, I opened the inquiry, and there's my aunt and my cousins and all this on my call, and there's an inquiry, and it was a true story. I, well, you know, Mike, on that, we're going to end right there, you and I. I appreciate you calling in tonight. You don't uh, believe my inquiry story, but I it's did true. I didn't say that, but I've got to. I've got to okay. close. I got to close out the show here. Okay, I'll talk to you. I'm going to catch you her name. All I want right. you to look it up. Okay, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, Mike King. Thanks, Mike. I'll talk to you soon. And Ed Van Ness. Have a good evening. Bye. All right. Good night, okay. pal. Good night. Yeah. The wonderfully talented Mike King. Well, that's 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 going to do it for us tonight. Or uh, if you've been listening to the station, listening to the Star Wars, we today we did, it was May the 4th, Star Wars Day. We played all of our Star Wars, and normally where they would have added 8 p.m., we pushed them back to 10 o'clock tonight because everything else came right up to the start of the show here. So stay tuned right after right after I get off the air. You'll hear the, the next two chapters in the Star Wars saga, and right every Monday, 8 p.m. Well, and by that sound... That's going to do it for us. For John Shannon, adios. 
and see ya! Please stop, you talk too much.